You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody, but we got a lot going on here. We have three guests today and all the earnings, all the earnings. All right. And we have a market that's rallying. So a lot to get to on the show. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's roll that intro and get started here, right here, right now. Smash that like. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Let's bring on Joel here. Let's bring on Dennis here. Joel, let's get your charts up and let's roll because we got a lot going on. We are in a fast market here. Yeah, yeah we are. We got a lot going on. Uh, we're at 56 and three quarters handles at 42.37.50. Uh, pre-market high, 58.75. Nothing up there. I'll talk about the pre-market low here in one second when Triple D comes on. Uh, crude down 76 cents at 101.27. Gold in the red again, down 230, 1886.40. Uh, silver down 39 cents at 23.12. Bitcoin, that's up 870, 39.770, clinging to 38K. Ethereum, that's up $71 at $29.2850. Nice. I'm going to bring on Triple D here. And Triple D, if I was in an office with Bob Bright, he would be he would be very mad at me. He oh, would be why? why? Well, you know, there was a big pop in the after hours, right? After the Facebook. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know how we talked about how they just like the closing print means like absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. So we went off the board at like 1150, which was 20 handles above the close. 
Right? You're like, you know, who wants to pay up, right? Yeah. So I put a bid in overnight. I like to put, you know, bids or offers in overnight, put a stop and just see what happens, right? So I put a bid in, nice round number of 4,200. You know what the low is? 4,201. 40, well, 42, worse than that. 4,200 and a quarter. 50, 4,200. Missed 50. it by 50. Missed it by half a tick. A half a tick. They don't, they don't hit bids man. when the market's going down. Yeah, they don't. Joel, you taught me. That was one of the first lessons you taught me in 1999. They don't hit bids when the market's going down. When the market's going, going up. up. When the market's oh. going up. And Ugh. and I use that. I use that. I mean, when I'm trading, you know, if I'm trading headlines or something, you don't throw out your bed and hope somebody hits you. You left the offers. You got to pick off the dumb money that's sitting out there on the book. And, yeah, so, I, I mean, SP futures choppy. You missed it by a little bit. Yeah. And now we're up 50 handles. I know. I know. Well, it would have been, well, it only would Oh, yeah, because you were up 20. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then in the middle of the night, I went, oh, I'm going to go to 10. Oh, I'm going to go to 20. And I think I adjust- I maybe adjusted it up to like 25 or before I went to the pool. And I'm like, forget that. I'm not chasing. I canceled it. Now I don't know what the hell to do. I hate these kind of days. To me, like, the rally's over, you know? I mean, or at least it could be over. But uh, anyways. Uh, we do have some uh, housekeeping here, too. Um, back, back from... Uh, back from his wedding day. Yeah. Money Mitch Money got Mitch. married here. Congratulations, Money Mitch. Is he hiding in the background? There he is. There, look at this. Look at That's that. serious, man. That's serious right there. Investing in precious metals. I like it. Investing in precious metals. White gold, baby. White gold. There you go. There Excuse you me? go. Congratulations, Money Mitch. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Definitely was the best week of my life. So Awesome. Hey. Blessings all around. Time to make that money back from the wedding, though. <laughs> I know. They think you make money on your weddings, and then you have to pay the bill, and you're like, eh, no. Oh, yeah. Makes Nobody it's makes money. Time to get that money back. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Congrats, Mitch. Well, we should let's, let's start with this Facebook report. Uh, the bottom line with Facebook is it, it, the report wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't horrible, right? Uh, I, I'll yeah. give you the high-level numbers here as, as as we get the chart up on the screen uh there are d- daily active users uh, slight slight beat on that monthly active users just a smidge below the estimate but more or less in line on both those numbers uh the earnings per share beat the sales was a slight miss um they talked a lot on the call about the same things they've been talking about right for the past couple of quarters right they're investing heavily 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 in 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 the metaverse and in that part of their business and they're really not going to see meaningful revenue there for for years i think zuckerberg said 2030 on on, on the call is when they expect to see like meaningful revenue from that um continuing to see challenges uh from apple's privacy uh and competition from tiktok um but it, the report was not a disaster, and therefore that makes it that makes it good. Yeah, I think everybody was expecting an epic disaster after last quarter, including myself. Like I said, I do have a small position in this in my kids' RESP, which is super small because you can only contribute so much to those things. Um, that's in Canada. It's come back. I almost wonder if I just dump it, get my money back, <laughs> or get my kids' money back. I don't know. Fifteen percent. Seems like a pretty big move. It's been the kind of thing to fade the pops. 
210. It's off the highs and leaking already here, Joel. You know, I don't know. It's, you know, sell the rip has been working yeah. so well. It's hard to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy the rip today. So I'm definitely not buying it. Um, I am tempted to sell it. Uh, we were talking about this on the, at the close, and Spencer talked me out of, like, buying it into the print. And the, the only reason is that it got tattered on Google's earnings. I mean, it had already been in a downtrend. It already, you know, been getting beat up, yeah, and then it, it was down more than it was down more than Google. At and I'm like, time, yeah. It, yeah, and I'm like, that's not fair. Uh, but and then I Look looked at the markets. I looked, and then I looked fair. at the end of the day. I looked at the end of the day just for you know for fun. And um, I don't know if I said this to you, or Dennis. You're on. Do you know what the 200 calls were going for? No, probably like, ten uh, bucks. No, no, it it went out at one seventy three. I think I saw him go off the board at like three thirty. Is that all? Three dollars. Yeah. yeah, Dennis. Well, really? you know, I'm verifying this information. What the the two hundred call? That was thirty points away. I know, but this is how stupid the market is, and we got the VIX up over thirty. I would have thought seven or eight bucks on them. Because three seven bucks. Or, wow. I I would have thought seven or eight dollars on that. Seven I'm or eight dollars for something a week. Have you not been in the? There's been crazy premiums here on everything. The uh, one thing is, is the premiums are just nuts on everything. But I think it was I've, about three fifty. You're exactly right. It was three dollars and thirty cents. Yeah. Seems light to me. I so guess you're you, right. It was 174 dollars, which was you know twenty yeah. percent out of the money. So I guess you're right. But that's I where mean, there spreads. you go again. Yeah. Here you are. You get the direction right. Ugh. And you're not going to make money again, or at least, you know, unless you short, you know, maybe you sold the 210 and shorted right, it, and then right, you can bring right, it in, right. make eight bucks. But again, I always say it if you're long options, which I never buy options, never, ever, really for any reason whatsoever, except when we have a pandemic happening, <laughs> I never really buy options, especially with the VIX at 30. But if you're going to use them, man, you got the puts. That means, okay, if you got the, the 200 calls, that means you got a green light to short the thing. You know, you can short 210, exercise a call, you get 10 bucks. Or you short 210, you just hold on to the short. And, you know, in a worst case, you got the two, either the 10 bucks, but maybe it continues to leak. You know so, what a better thing would have been? options against. Trade the stock against your options. You know what would have been better? You know what would have been better? And I, and I do this sometimes that I don't. Like, uh, you probably could have done a, a five buck spread for a buck, a buck 20. You know what I mean? And you got yeah. to define risk. That that would have been the way to do it. But uh, technically, we hit two ten right on the kisser, and we've leaked. Uh so I mean, I've had these days where I've said, "Oh, well, I don't think it's going to take out the pre market high," and it's gone and taken out the pre market high. But I think it's really going to thicken up ahead of that two ten. I don't I don't know if you're going to get another chance to sell I don't know that if you are either. Uh, if it does, in fact, do that, two fourteen sixteen. Would be my next level on the upside. Where to buy this thing on the dip? I have absolutely no idea uh, where to try and buy this. If you're trying to buy it in a day for a scalp, that's just not my uh, not my cup of tea. But um, low expectations got hit on Google, um, and here you are. Uh, nice move up fifteen percent. Save the, the world. comment that I don't like about. Uh... From the conference call, and this is red in your Benzinga Pro. Mark Zuckerberg, just reading it from the pro. Mark Zuckerberg says expects to see meaningful metaverse sales in 2030. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm the one that called that out. I, I was, yeah. I was I'm like, yeah. Is nobody paying attention to this? That's eight years from now. You just changed the name of your company to Meta Platforms. Yeah, and you're not going to see meaningful sales in Metaverse until 2038 so, years so, okay, from so, now. Okay, so wait, I'll give you the context for that whole exchange. All right, because this is during the the Q and A session, and he was asked about basically the, the run rate of, of of this business, right? Because they're 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 investing. They're spending a lot of money, right? They're investing in in talent, in technology, uh, in 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 this in this new phase of their company. And so they were asked. Mark was asked basically, like, how how does he think about, the, you know, revenue and and when they'll actually start to see that coming in? And he said, uh, he, at first he he gave like two answers, kind of. The first answer was like they'll start to see some revenue like trickle in like 2025 ish but then like it won't be until maybe like the end of the decade where they get like meaningful like what it, what he said meaningful revenue yeah, um, like the company is so, now making it on right, meta right so um wow. a long I, time. I, I i heard that and my ears perked up because i was like 2030 what year is it now it's 2022 it's a long time to wait yeah. For meaningful revenue, yeah, not me. And I would have hoped that they say profitability from you know their meta sales. This is just revenue growth. I I, I don't know. I am long this in my kids' resp. Like I said, and it is a, a tiny tiny position. I'm almost thinking of just dumping it. But I I put it in there. I've never sold anything out of their resp. I put it in there because it was like ah, you get a little wild card. Maybe Facebook Meta. Maybe this Meta thing really works out. 20 years from now or 15 years from now when they need that money for their university. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What What do you do, Joel? What should I do? You tell me. Joel, you're on mute. Joel, still on mute. Where are you on it? I, do you I don't even... Two, two Hold on to it. What are you going to do with it? Two and a quarter? Where are you going to put it? What are you going to do with the money? Disney? No. No! <laughs> Sell Meta. They, I own Disney. I own a huge chunk of my, but I was like, they love Disney. I was like, I might just put it in Disney. Well, I think Disney's a better Meta play. To if, be honest if with you, you, you know what? It's a sneaky uh, Meta play. Just hold on thing. to it. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be some continue. Look at the continuation that it had after the uh, bad earnings, the gap and go. What if it has this the same kind of, you know, get to wait for two forty. I think you could get this at two forty, get to the top of that gap. I, there could I'm be a lot of people about getting their money back. It's so unmeaningful here. Like you can only contribute. So here's what you can contribute every year to your RESP in Canada. You can contribute twenty five hundred dollars a year. That's the maximum contribution. That's... Kids seven years old, so you can guess how much. I got like four or five stocks. So I'm literally talking a drop in the bucket. There is like no money in that because that's all you can contribute. So I I'm like. I'm looking at this. I I kind of want Wait, Disney in there. I, I, I have an idea. You ready? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about trading Meta for Disney today. I have an idea. You ready? So yes. there are these things called target date funds, right? And they rebalance as you get older. So wow. they start with stocks, and then as you near retirement, it's all bonds. Yeah, Think about it. Mm? Those are smart. It's boring, but I know you don't do boring, but... That's uh, smart. No, I don't know. Hold on to it, smart. Dennis. Gap and go. You know, I it. I think it's gonna be the gap and no go. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. And, but and also another thing. Also, to Anyways, people, it, we're already living in the metaverse. I don't know. I mean, I know we make fun well, we of might it. Be. We, we already live Musk in the metaverse. This is the metaverse. Chance that we're just living in a simulation. 
We are. We are already in the meta. Ten percent chance that this is just a simulation right. we're living. Well, in. Right if now. my dad was around, he would say, "You're totally. You're you're beyond the metaverse." He would say, "You guys are. I don't even know what world we're living wow. in. We're right. beyond. We're the out of this world." I, I'm seriously thinking about trading the Facebook for more Disney today. I guess we got lots of a Disney. Why don't you sell today? half of it? You if you sell already... half of it, it will tank. That's what you do. I don't mind selling Facebook, but why are you going to buy more Disney for the kids? Oh, they dude. don't have any in their account. Yeah, for, for, for the <laughs> I guess they get my money eventually, anyway. So, children, like I'm literally children. like, you know, I'm gonna be all in on Disney pretty soon. Like, I'm just gonna be like, uh, no, what are you investing? Just Disney. Right. I, I appear to. Have <laughs> it hasn't been working well. I'm like totally Kathy Wooding that thing by just keep buying every time it drops ten points. I buy a little more. It's the only right. time I've ever done I, that. I, I appear to have struck a chord with that target date fund comment. Uh, I, I, maybe they're not right for you. I don't. I don't have them either. But they, they are right for some people. Uh, joining us now in the metaverse is Mark Chaikin, who is the founder of Chaikin Analytics, a longtime market veteran. Let's get his take on what's going on here. Mark, good morning. Good morning. Um, let me just comment on the target date funds. They've. Dreamed oh, people's retirement plans in the last year. They're down 10 to 15 percent. Down because right. bonds got bonds are up. bonds are toxic, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, nobody nobody should own Don't a target. Bonds date. when yields are one percent. Nobody should own story. a target date fund, in my opinion. If you're young, it doesn't own bonds, it owns stocks. Yeah, I know, but the, old, the people killed. we worry about are our parents and grandparents, okay. and they're okay. getting screwed. All right, fine. What about um, so Mark? Should I trade my Facebook in for Disney? I don't know if you heard that conversation. Uh, I heard it all. We've had a bearish rating on Disney in the Chaikin power gauge since 150. Uh, yeah, but this isn't a trade. Do you think Disney, 20 uh, years from now, 20 years I'd, from now? I buy natural gas stocks for my kids. 20 years from now, you buy natural gas stocks. Well, who knows what? I mean, if there's a metaverse, there may not be a Disney. You know, I think who's Disney's going go to Disney's gonna be a big part of the metaverse. Uh, this though? isn't going to help people make money here, Dennis. You don't or, like Disney at all. I, I The power gauge doesn't like it. I'm neutral, you know. Uh, it, but let me put it this way. If Joel's right and we're in the metaverse, why would you get on a plane with four kids, pay 150 bucks a day per person, to go to a theme park when you can do it all on a set of goggles. Come on. Yeah, but but won't that that'll be Disney's? I, I think so. That, well, I think you, just, no, it, I think you just built be, my case. It won't be Disney because they their management has become very slow since Iger is out. So I, it ain't gonna out be a, I like the metaverse. He's out for a year. What do you mean? <laughs> well, then, then look what the stock's done in a year. I, I think that's a fabulous idea. Mark Chicken just came up with. You put on your goggles. And you go to your Disney well, amusement so, park for like 30 bucks each. Everybody puts on their goggles let and me go give around you and an, do the whole thing. Let me give you an example. I just came back from Paris last night with my wife, Sandy, and some friends. They went to five museums in eight days. I went to two. But to see the Monets that they went to see at the Lingerie, I put on a set of goggles, not goggles, but I went on the internet and I scrolled through the paintings. The metaverse is going to make that a much more robust and rich experience this is just wait hold on T time out you went all the way to paris and then you and you just you decided when you're there i'm gonna just go on the internet and look at the art on the internet well i went to two museums i've seen these paintings before so okay, okay. you know to see them with crowds uh, you know another time but the fair point right. is you can do this on the internet fair, fair so enough. and the metaverse is just going to make that richer but let's get to the market here i think you need to look at two stocks to understand what okay. we're going through and what's going to continue. One is Qualcomm, 
unbelievable blowout earnings. Don't know if you've talked about it. 41% increase in sales, 10% above estimates. Phenomenal. And Teladocs down 45% because they have no revenue. I know the I know no the power earnings. gauge is bullish Teladark. <laughs> yeah, and and no, they have no earnings after 20 years in business doing telemedicine and after the pandemic. That's what this market is all about. You've got to own stocks that have earnings and growth prospects, and you've got to avoid the Kathy Wood stocks. This is not over for those do, stocks. Do you think? And, and I heard I was seeing this on Twitter going around. And I kind of believe it that there is just like a witch hunt on her stock specifically now because it's amazing. Like every, you look at all of her holdings, and they're all just getting and like really hit hard. Either she's the worst stock picker, or there is just people just selling the ETF and selling the stocks right along with them. Well, it's chicken and egg. You know, are they going down because they have no earnings, or are they going down because people are, you know, doing bear raids? I think it's a combination of the two. But interestingly, as of two days ago, she still had 11 billion in ARK K, which means that her, you know, true believers haven't cashed out yet, which is quite amazing to me. And so. I, I think I've said it on the show. The I don't think the tech stocks will bottom out until Kathy Woods, true believers, the people with 11 billion in that fund, puke it out. And, yeah. uh, and I think that comes around $40, so 20% below. And but Tel- Teladox is one of her three largest holdings. It, it's Number two. Or was. It's actually Number two. It's actually, if you combine all of her, the, what, the one, two, three, if you combine her six, uh, active funds together. Uh, Teladoc is number two. It's behind Tesla. Right. It's the second largest right. holding. It, it, it's ahead of Coinbase, oh, ahead of Zoom. Um, yep. And and I just want to note the comment that Mark made about the lack of earnings. Uh, real. I mean, in addition to the fact that they lowered their guidance, uh, their adjusted EBITDA went down year over year. Right. EBITDA is, is your earnings before all, a whole bunch of accounting crap, right? And their their EBITDA went down. That's the wrong direction. You want EBITDA to be going up, right. not down, especially in this market. But that's her, that characterizes her whole portfolio, unfortunately. Right. I own only one stock in her portfolio, which is, you, I've talked about Unity Software, and that's going down, making new lows. Yeah. So, But that's my metaverse play. But in any event, I do think that energy is still the place to be. I'd buy you know the small dips that we've just seen. and Stocks like EQT, which is a large natural gas producer. Uh, I'd buy Oxy on this dip. I think you know Warren Buffett knows what he's doing here, and um, I'd look for some of the smaller energy plays if they pull back. I, I you know, w- whether inflation's a topping out or not, I think energy is in a long-term uptrend cycle, and uh, I would continue to play that. Yeah, j- j- just a remarkable. Um... A remarkable uh, day here for a lot of these stocks. And since you mentioned Qualcomm, we're going to have Qualcomm on our, on our channel on, on Benzinga Live tomorrow afternoon. It was an incredible quarter. They beat across the board and they raised. This is coming on the backs of several chip manufacturers lowering the bar. They came, they're coming out and said, yeah, we're still seeing supply chain problems. We're probably going to see it through the end of the year. And Qualcomm beat a, across the board. Uh, and raised last yeah. night. So yeah, was- they beat in all four of their product yeah. categories, and their biggest growth was in um, Android operating system phones. Yeah. So that's sort of interesting. J- j- just tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, it's a great quarter. But but it it could be any of these stocks. If you've got earnings and you've got growth, then 
eventually you'll find a bid. And, you know, Dennis knows that better than anybody. You've got to have natural buyers for a stock. These Kathy Wood stocks have no natural buyers. Why would you buy a company that's losing money and shrinking EBITDA? So, but, you know, if you translate that to the overall market, I, we may get a bounce here. Uh, I look back two weeks ago, we were at about 4390 when I was on the show and we were looking for a bounce and believe it or not, we were at 4,500, you know, two yeah. weeks ago. So um, I don't, I don't think we're done yet in the tech stocks, which means we're probably not done yet in the NASDAQ and the S and P, but right now we've got to get above 4,400 to break the downtrend. And that's going to be it's, really tough. It's basically, really, really tough. it's basically Mark impossible to make a call today because you got Amazon and Apple tonight. And I mean, we saw, you know, here's the S and P's closing and, and coming back down near the lows of the move and one report from Facebook and boom, we're up 60 handles. I mean, this Apple and Amazon report means everything. Yeah. Today. Well, yes, but um, can they hold a rally? That's the thing. I think Joel was just talking about that. Can they sustain a rally? And so far the answer is, but other than that 10% rally off the March 7th bottom, no, they can't. So that's, that's pretty tough for traders and for investors. You've got to determine what your strategy is. Long term, stay the course. Maybe you go to 3,800, worst case, in my view, 4,000, best case, but that's still 5% below where we're trading right now. And you've just got to be prepared for that, in my view. Um, it's a tough market. On Monday from Paris, you know, it's interesting when you see it from a different perspective. You see the German markets open at 3.30 our time. You get a, a you know, more detached uh, view. And my comment to my colleagues ahead of the earnings on Tuesday was if they react badly to the earnings, Microsoft and um, Google, it's going to be a replay of 1987. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But it, it felt on Monday, the way they closed them, or Tuesday, I guess, ahead of the earnings, that it, it sort of felt like 1987 to me, where you could get a washout. I think a lot of smart people are looking for a washout. Maybe you get it, maybe you don't. We'll find out. Mark Chaikin, uh, founder of Chaikin Analytics, founder and creator of the Chaikin uh, pa- uh, Money Gauge, Chaikin Power, uh, Power Gauge Money Flow, Chaikin Power Gauge. I'll get those right eventually. Mark, always <laughs> a pleasure. We'll, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Jo- wait, Joel, I think I, I cowed you into submission here. You've never been so quiet on one of my calls. <laughs> what What are you thinking? Uh, no, no. I just listen to what you, I, I just like that the whole scenario the whole 3800 thing 3800 to 4000 i just uh i don't know i just it's a long ways down from here so i, it's, I don't it's two two days of algo trading basically yeah um i, I mean know, I, I, I don't see it i i mean to me you know you just got to you got rock solid support here uh, forty one hundred. So I, I I can't think about four thousand or thirty eight hundred until you know until you bear down. Well, and you take well, out forty one hundred. Think about so. this as a parting note. You know we've we've lived for the last you know uh, six years with Tina. There is no alternative to stocks because interest rates were at zero. But look yeah. where interest rates are now. There is an alternative yeah. now. So it's not a given that the bid is solid. Trading Mark, range. To, yeah, to your point, range. Mark. I just, uh, you know, I was looking, they, have, they call them GICs in Canada, Guaranteed Investor. A, a one-year GIC was 0.8% going back a year ago. 3.3 nice. 3 now. 3.3. 3. 
Wow. That's not bad. Well as, done. I, as I say in Montreal, pas mal. <laughs> three, what'd you say? What'd you say? Three point three? Three point three on a one year. Well done. Look at that. That's something. I mean, that's not that nothing. Better than losing, right? That's not nothing. By the way, on this rally, there's I I found late to the game. There's an ETF, and I have to get the symbol, but it basically is an anti-beta um, market neutral ETF, and it's done really well in this environment. Now that's I'm late right. to the party, but if we get a significant rally in tech. That's a pretty interesting way to play the market. What's get that us, one? Get, get us the symbol for next time, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was BPAL, but it's not. Um, right. But it's it's a it's a really interesting way to play a market that's shifting from high beta to low beta, from growth to value, and so forth. So that's um, all I do is market neutral. That is me. That's gonna well, be I'll, great, te- yeah. I'll text you the symbol. All okay. right, and then we'll share it. Mark, have a great one. We'll you too, guys. Cool. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Friday. Friday. Um, hey, yeah, hey, like my Disney. You know, like the metaverse, Dennis. I like Disney, and even I'm saying don't buy Disney. Okay, and Why I are you saying don't buy Disney because you already because you oh because I oh, for me because I already own too much Disney. Yeah, yes, I know. That's what I'm saying okay. Um, hey, Dennis, heads up, jobless claims coming. I know it's not. Oh gosh, go why? I, I don't think I don't no, think it's gonna, Joel, the not going to move the market. I just don't All want right, to stay out there. He hasn't been complaining too much yet. Uh, don't 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 last thing. Last thing on the Kathy front, and then we and then we'll move on. But I, this is so interesting to me. I was looking at the, the flows into the Arc family of funds, guys. Look at this. This is data from FactSet. Um, and this is only this is year to date, so only for like a little under four months, right? Um, major outflows in the in the ARKX and the Space ETF, in the KW, in the KG, in the KF. Serious outflows there. But look at the KK. $650 million of inflows. This fund is a dip. This fund has taken in as much as all the other ones have lost combined. So she must have some institution that is that has an unwavering belief in her to be able to be um, buy, net, for there to be net buying action into this fund, despite its incredible underperformance, because um, this isn't retail. Let, let's be clear about this: six hundred fifty million dollars in it retail. It, it, it's so big, um, because clearly people want out of her other funds, but the flagship fund, people are someone is 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 going all in here. So just a remarkable uh, dichotomy there between the KK and the rest of the family of funds, because there are net net outflows, but it's just just the one, just they, the KK. The market still loves her. They still believe. True believers. Yeah. yeah. $48.92. So this is the everything rally. Everything is up to date. I mean, you know, not everything, but mostly everything. I'm looking at my screen right now. There's a couple of red spots. Comcast, Caterpillar, which report earnings. Also MO. Also, those are defensive stocks, and that's maybe why they're down. Amgen's down, which we haven't got into yet, which we'll get into in a second on uh, IRS problems. But the majority of stocks, I mean, like I'm talking like 95% of stocks are up today. And then you go to ARKK and not participating. And we know why. We all know why. Teladoc now down, and we have to talk it right now, down 44%. It's down, wow. down 44%. Down 25 points after already being killed. Oh, they lost man. more money than the share price. I mean, this is impressive. They lost $41.58. I guess how do you one time charge? But I mean, the stock's trading at 30 and they just lost $41 that quarter. That is impressive. How do you Mr. lose Israel. that much money? 
Holy man. Uh, on, on Teladoc? Yeah. So, uh, again, the big thing is that they lowered their guidance, right? That was that was at the top of the release, okay? So, the earnings per share, again, as you said. Um, a little thing is the $41 40, per 47, share loss. $0.47 cent loss per share on sales of $565 million. Um, but, again, the forward-looking number is the guidance uh, was lowered. Um, it wasn't even lowered by that much, but that's besides the point. You can't be going the wrong direction. And that's what they're doing. They're going in the wrong direction. The, I, I went into the release because I was curious as like how they phrased it. And it was the very top of the release, essentially, the very top of their earnings PR. Um, you know, had this whole paragraph uh, the, uh, from the CEO. You know, we continue to see growth. However, we are revising our 2022 outlook to reflect dynamics in the direct-to-consumer mental health and chronic conditions markets. Then he goes on to explain a little bit, you know, why they're seeing weakness in those markets, uh, um, higher advertising costs, and elongated sales cycles. But regardless of the why, what matters is 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 that they're doing it. They're lowering their guidance. Uh, I, I mentioned their EBITDA going in the wrong direction, um, and you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. Thirty-one dollars back to twenty eighteen pricing here. This company's got major problems. I'm not going to be a hero and try to catch the falling knife. We know Kathy will probably back up the truck and buy a whole boatload today if she has any. You know, maybe she'll sell her winners to buy more of this loser. Um, Thirty-one dollars, man. The only thing to consider, you got to always think. And people in you know are like, oh, it's three hundred. Now it's thirty. What can I lose? In a stock like this, you can lose it all. So I'm not saying it's going to zero, but in the hypothetical situation that some of these companies actually might not make it, TDOC, if you bought a 300 or you bought a 30, the $30 buyer is in just as bad a shape as a $300 buyer if it went to zero because you'd lose all your investment. So, I mean, I don't know where this stops. I don't know if it's a zero, but I don't know that it's not a zero when they're losing that kind of money and the sales are not growing and they have no path to profitability, at least here in the short term. I can't touch companies that aren't making money right now. Kramer says a lot of dumb things, but it's one thing he says right, and he's absolutely correct. Um, right now, this market wants companies that are profitable. Yeah, and that that ain't that ain't this, unfortunately. That ain't this. So you can buy hopes and dreams, and that we're all going to be talking to medicine. But again, you can get a hold of your doctor on Skype. You can get a hold. I mean, what is you know? And, it's kind yeah, of yeah. Like, I was just gonna. I was just gonna talk. To Lisa that. does how many? Lisa was doing lots of calls. Probably. Oh, I know. Through, I know. One thing on, did she well, have to go through Teladoc to get to her clients? Well, here's a couple things. Uh, number one, um, if you were trying to buy the stock at 31 at the end of 2017 and early 2018, you had two monthly lows: 3085, 3088. Well, you're getting that opportunity now. So, uh, and you got a quiet buyer here. So, just, you know, not, they're just sitting, letting the bid get hit under bid. So, uh, so there it is. There's some monthly support. The next monthly support uh, comes in at 2730 after that. So, I'm sure you'll get a little bit of a pop sometime during the day. Uh, but that's what I'd be looking at. I personally own this one. And uh, Lisa uses it all the time. And uh, uh, Doxin, I don't know. Doxin, I don't, yeah, I own it at like 50. I wanted to sell it so many times, but it's a small <laughs> position. And it's uh, so what that enabled her to do. Well, first of all, she could charge for phone calls now, which she never has before. Nice. And um, so what this app allows her to do, and I'm sure you could do this on other things, is that she could call someone 
through this Doximity app, and it's a, it's coming from her office number. Of you know, it accesses her records much easier. So, whatever, it it probably doesn't make any money. It'll probably be just another loser. But uh, that's what I own, and I'm down money on it. Not not really. Uh, it, that's okay. We're about we're it. all down money on a lot of our investments right now. Thank goodness for trading, because I tell you, my trading account's done very well this month. The investment account, not so much. You uh, look as you look at it too much. Let's oh, talk. Well, ready? The investment account. I, I, I want yeah. if if I don't look at it, will it do better? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. No, it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, Mike, I want to start trading. My buddy Mike from Nashville said maybe you should start trading full time your investment account. I was like, maybe I should. Yeah, but Dennis, the difference is if you don't look, then you won't know and ignorance. Dennis, you don't you know what, Dennis? This is the end of your discussion because you don't short in your investment account. Okay, all you do is buy. I know. So unless you're gonna be willing to short in your maybe investment account. Shorting then you're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to do it. So just either get flat or start shorting in your investment account. You make some great short calls. Uh, These S&Ps are leaking big time. Man. I know. I know. This I know. is not great news. I mean, I there's good that. news and there's bad news. And I don't know. We're leaking here. We're slowly leaking. They didn't Facebook, like the GDP. They didn't like the GDP. They find reasons not to like things, this market. That's what I said. I, I, you know, I wanted to buy it last night, and now I'm looking like, like I, I don't know where to buy this thing. You know, you already. What are you going to do? You're not. I mean, if we come back down to the the last half hours print, yeah, maybe that's another 17 handles. But uh, now it is. That was just too much, too fast. I mean, before the close, uh, we ticked. Um, 4170. Uh, we were really choppy, choppy. So at 4260, that's a 90 handle rally on what? On nothing. On a Facebook beat? It's absolutely nothing. I think, you know, Mark mentioned his 3,800, 4,000. I think what you're going to do, I think, if for the bulls, is you want to see a trading range and just maybe the trading range is going to be coming down a little bit. Maybe this pop from you know, from 4,100 is only going to take us to 4,300 and then kind of work our way down. But um, no, we're still a long ways from getting out of the woods just on, uh, you know, look at things on a monthly basis. When's Sean coming? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
850. 10 minutes. We'll have ten minutes on you My mistake for not warning about GDP. It was the first reading for the for Q1. Yeah, and I bought came, a lot of stuff. Right and, there. And, and it came in a little bit light. Uh, um, I want to talk Amgen though. Amgen. Oh, this, one, this one is interesting. So. Um, let this be a lesson, and sometimes you really got to scroll down and in, into the releases, like really scroll to like the bottom of the release, because this detail was buried in there on page seven, uh, below all the headline stuff. Page seven of twenty-two, there was a section titled "U.S. Tax Petition," and oh, by the way, the IRS is auditing us for a, a three-year period, twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen. And the IRS says that we owe them $7 billion yeah. of back taxes and penalties. We don't agree, but that's what the IRS says. So <laughs> $7 billion. The whole thing is, is tied to uh, Amgen's tax status in Puerto Rico, whether they incorrectly um, um, you know, y- utilize that. But uh, that's more money than they made in revenue all of the last quarter. So this is not chump change. And the market's punishing them. They don't like this IRS audit. We're off the lows. 239 this has been a stock that is a very low beta this is a stock that has a nice dividend this is a stock that even if they have irs problems is not going out of business this makes money it makes real money what's the p on amgen <sighs> let me check 10 10 maybe 10 12 real yeah. companies real money stuff you kind of want to own the forward pe on amgen is come on computer work for me work for me you can do it uh, a 14. 14. 14. Yep. I mean, the problem is peas and biotech and the big majors range from like Gilead down at like six to like Biogen to like eight to nine to 10 to 14 is kind of actually a little bit on the expensive side for, believe it or not, in these big biotech companies. But you know what? You're pulling back. I think you'll find buyers 230 to 240 area. And if you're going to buy this on this pullback, I won't argue with you because you know what? They pay their tax bill. It's a one-time thing, and they move on. This isn't something like the core business is in trouble, just the way the, the, the tax was set up. But, you know, maybe you want to wait till the dust settles. This is going to get some headlines here today. But I kind of am inclined to buy this dip. I never buy anything, but I'm kind of inclined. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to, but I think, you know, I, I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather buy this dip than a lot of other dips. I'll buy, I'd rather buy this dip than the Teladoc dip, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of money, $7 billion. Uh, it's a lot uh, of money. It's you got to let it shake out, I think, for shake a couple of days. You know, all right, we'll, I'll we'll go see. with that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, how would you like to be that pencil pusher though for Amgen, and uh, you get a knock <laughs> on your fired, door, man? Yeah, hey, uh, we got a little, pro- we got a little problem here from the IRS. We owe seven little, little notice. Yeah, that's why. I, that's you might want to open this one. Sit down for this one. <laughs> Look at we bounce right back. Look at that. Buy the dippers. Yeah, we have a little dip, dip off the GDP number. Guys. We'll yeah. see. We'll see yeah. what happens. I don't know. I'm not no levels are jumping out at me in Amgen right now. So I'm gonna All pass right. on that. All right. All right. We have uh about thirty thousand other earnings reports to, to, to go through. Well, well, well. I, I mean one a second. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of take you know take questions here because I whoever you want, we let's we can go to PayPal, we can go to a Twitter reported this morning, uh, not that it's relevant, but the stock did actually bump up higher on that report. It's completely meaningless, uh, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, turns out it wasn't a disastrous quarter. I, I was just curious to see if it was going to be a disastrous quarter, yeah, like a- and it wasn't, but it, th- that's all. I just wanted to see. I was just curious, but it, it means nothing for the stock, um, obviously, if the, if the deal goes through. Um, 
let's go with let's go with Ford. We talked about GM yesterday because uh, they reported Tuesday after the close. Ford reported last night. Mm, yeah. um, the earnings per share came in. They beat by a penny. Uh, sales uh, beat 34.5 versus a $31.2 billion estimate. They did also reaffirm their uh, adjusted EBIT guidance for the year. Um, and uh, those are the highlights. I hung around too long in my second half of my Ford position. We know I bought it at 7. Watched it go to 25. Sold some at 18, sold the rest of it at 16.25 five days ago because I didn't want to go through the report. The report's okay. Actually, the report is fine. Um, I still think, and I'm going to write back to that argument, who the hell's buying $95,000 pickups in Canada? So I think that even though you had a few buyers last quarter and they're saying the guidance is okay, I don't know if it's going to be. I think it's people buy that lightning. Um, so, but that's a little ways away. I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, the next year before I really want to get some significant EV sales. When are they supposed to actually start selling the lightning? We've heard about it for so long. Do we have like projected date of like when these things are going in production and we're actually going to see these things on the lot? Question. Uh, that's what I want to be back in for. They're expecting to release it in May. This May. It's supposed to come out right away. Like, like the truck's in production right now. The, Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was that soon. No. Well, I mean, that changes my mind. But because I think I think orders opened up last fall. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was still a year away. Mm, no. Oh, well, that's good. News. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, April, they said April. Wait a minute. That was that was that was Tuesday. Ford Lightning. <laughs> uh, well, you guys are trying to figure this yeah, out. Give I'm us just some gonna, uh, you got a spike almost to fifteen fifty, and then you had a little dip, and then you spiked again to fifteen forty. Uh, what's sticking out to me right now is where we're trading right now. We're up 29 cents at uh, 1514. We got three daily highs right there, 1510 to 1520. If they, you know, they take that out, boom, right away. That's low for the area. You work your way up to, uh, you know, 1550, 1560. Um, in the event that they clamp it down there and they can't, then, uh, you know, maybe you get a shot. Where was the close at? The close was at Fort. Nah, I don't think you get to see the close, but yeah, let's see what happens right off the hop. I don't know if there's some paper there or whatever. Maybe they'll pull it and try and sell it higher, but three highs in the same area. You clear that you got to, I mean, I don't know how much, you know, you, your risk reward, if you're trading forward and scalping it or whatever, but that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, the clear the, the lightning is coming off the line, Dennis. Yeah. They started production. Yeah. It looks like just in the last few days, actually. Yeah. So it's just starting production here. There we go. That's good news though. No, that's a good news. We do have that to look forward to. I thought that was further along. No, I still am concerned just on the legacy parts of the business here, GM Ford and all the automakers that, Less discretionary income means less buying $95,000 pickups, but I'd like to buy the Lightning. I think there will be some demand for that. There will be a story here. I'm just, you know, let's let the market dust settle here, but eh, $14. If you're long-term 40, not bad at this price, if you're real long-term. Uh, okay, let's go. We got a couple minutes before we're, we're going to have Sean Udall on. We were asked about Peabody Energy BTU. They reported earnings this morning. Uh, let me give you the numbers Ooh, here. Wow. Uh, gap EPS of an 88 cent per share oh. loss. Uh, I don't have an estimate for that, though. Sales came in. Sales is okay. Uh, they made over a billion dollars in sales uh, versus $650 million a year ago. So a very nice year-over-year increase in that. Let me go look and see what the estimates were. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay, it looks like that sales 
that sales number came in just a little bit below where the consensus estimate was, which was around one point uh, 1.1 billion, and the actual was a little was was 1.04. So just a smidge light on the on the money coming in the door, the top mm. line top line revenue. Um, I mean, stock's gone parabolic in the last couple months. Yeah, why? Why is this one all of a sudden? Like, I mean, it's not like Peabody Energy is a new thing. I mean, the stock went from forty seven dollars down in twenty twenty to eighty cents, and now it's the stock that everybody has to own. I I, I don't follow the story yeah. close enough to know why this story for this specific stock got so hot. Maybe somebody can enlighten me. Well, wait, didn't they? They re-IPO'd, right? Because my, my chart only goes back to 2017. Oh, I've got so, that. I think, I think they... I oh, think no, 2017, yeah, they re-IPO'd. But it was still yeah. $47 in 2018 and went to yeah. $0.80 cents in 2020. So it's yeah. been a good winter if you're buying this thing in 2021, 2020, $0.80 cents a dollar when you thought it was going off the board worthless. Like, boom, back. But... I don't know if this is like a retail darling, like a Reddit thing. I, I think that's part of it. I mean, there's not that many well-known Natty Gas plays, right? And yeah. This is, this is one of them. Yeah, so they all jumped on this bandwagon. <laughs> ugly, ugly, ugly move here. It looks like it's topped. It looks like a head and shoulders. Going to look ugly. Boom. Neckline broken. Break the neck of this thing. This looks like a broken chair to me. I'd sell all rallies. Uh, it's it's tough. Traded down four bucks. Uh, give it yeah. back half of this move since uh, February just like that give it back half of the move uh don't know where to sell it but uh this area maybe not today but uh i see this area under twenty dollars there's three lows in the same area so i'd be prepared on this uh, down move for a test of 19 just the way it's trading right now but if uh you know if you're have a short, you know, trying to cover a short, maybe throw that bit out there at 19, see if you get hit. And then if it starts to thicken up during the day, you see if buyers are coming in because uh, it is halfway back just like that. It's giving back half of the move. So 50% are good. Uh, it happens very quickly. It might be a little bit better, but uh, longer term, I could see this thing in the 19 to 20 range, and then you maybe get a sustained rally off that. This hey. is cool. Uh, you guys want to see a, a crazy chart, Joel? Why don't you bring up the dollar yen USD JPY? Okay, I don't know if I'm assuming you, you get forex quotes on there. Um, uh, and I it, get I get the yen, and now you want me to bring the dollar up with it? Yeah. Well, okay. either, either way, either way, just look at look at that chart. The the Japanese yen is at a twenty year low, and on a, a real basis, accounting for inflation, it's at like a fifty year low. Because the Bank of Japan is tanking their currency right now. Wow. That's a crazy chart. Wow. Why is the Bank of Japan doing that? The Bank of Japan is keeping rates at zero, uh, going against every other major central bank. Yeah. So you got to go back to economics classes and money flows to higher interest rates. It moves from yeah. one country to the next, chasing rates. So it's not surprising, actually, if they're not. I didn't know that they're tanking their rates still. Yeah. Yeah. They're going against this. Ouch. Well, I mean, I think this is a whole out of Europe. Well, Japan's not Europe, but the, the euro dollar, the dollar is going parabolic against the yen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the craziest chart on Wall Street right now is this yen chart. It's falling off a cliff. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to make, bring that to everyone. Yikes. Mind. Yeah, just crazy, right? Um, hey, let's let's bring on our next guest here. It's been it's been a minute uh, since we've had Sean Udall on the sure. show. And we got a lot of tech to discuss, so we figured, hey, why not bring on the tech stock strategist? So let's bring Sean on. Sean, what's up, man? 
Hey, just navigating the running market crash, the, you know, the greatest growth stock debacle in modern days. Yeah. What? If you, but, if you raise crash, if you raise cash, you kind of avoided part of the crash. It's hard to avoid the whole thing. But anyway, I wanted to talk about what Spencer, I just heard Spencer saying, so here's the, here's the next thing we're going to have to deal with uh, is a very strong dollar hurting results. Yep. And in fact, most, most of the weakness, like we did have official tiny misses from PayPal and Facebook, but, but most of the misses last night, especially on forward guidance, were basically due to FX headwinds. So, so it depends how big of a deal they're going to make out of this. In 2015 and 16, a, a strong U.S. dollar was a huge, a huge part of tech weakness for a few months. So I would say since we've crashed, I don't know if they're going to make a big deal about this this time. Mm -hmm. However, they could. So it, it's definitely going to be a headwind. It's definitely going to cause revenues to be a little bit lower. So, all right, Sean. Well, all right, Dennis, you want yeah, to? I never get a chance to know. You're right with Sean. Oh, you never I get a chance Sean to talk. I love Sean. That might be the statement of the year. Yeah. That might What's be that? the statement of the year. What, okay, go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead. So, You're wearing so a shirt Sean, with my picture on it. I, I am sitting with some cash here, and I am looking for some tech stocks to yeah. maybe come into here. Give me – I know you, you, you're you contrarian, so I know you're probably doing a little bit of shopping in here. A little, yeah. Just a little bit? Well, what are yeah. you shopping – Okay, so tell us what first what. You're well, here looking. here's exactly what I've been telling. Like I was posting this just last week, so yeah. you know we I haven't been on for a long time. I, you know I I got pretty bearish months ago. I mean if, I feel like right now everybody on CNBC is saying exactly what I was saying in November of last year. So that's probably a good sign. The problem is I'm not I'm not so sure we're done. But here's exactly what I said. I, I think we have a, a window of somewhere between two and four months. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess three to four. It could be sooner if I mean earnings are just really strong, but but I, I think we have let's just call another quarter where I think you can start strat strategically, you know, investing, getting closer to fully invested uh, over the next like three months and building positions. I think you're going to have pretty low prices to buy, you know, at around recent lows. Whether this is a successful retest or not, I'm not sure. I still think the S and P should be down like 20%. And it, it's okay. only the, at the bottom, it was only down 15%. It's it's one, like if the S&P was already down 20%, we'd already have a bottom that would have stuck. That's that's still been the issue with the whole market. But so so here here's here's a, a couple names, something like a Fastly. Fastly is something I think is going to start having a string of good reports versus bad reports. It was kind of put into the COVID pull through camp. I'm not really sure that was the case. I just think Fastly had a really good run of quarters and it just went up way too much yeah. when tech stocks were going up. Right. What did that like what you guys can look at the high, the 52 week high is not the high anymore. You have to go to a two year chart. I want to say that stock hit like 130 or something, Dead. which was, which uh, was crazy. 36 bucks. Okay. There you go. Complete, complete bubble valuation. Yeah. Uh, again, 15, 16, any, anything under 20, I think is a good buy. I can't guarantee it's not going to go to 10 to 12. But I mean, this is a stock I can value be to between you know fifty and seventy bucks. How do you come up with reasonable that? Valuation. How do you come up with the fifty to seventy? Any of them, cash flow metrics, price to sales metrics. Because right it, now they're a, still losing money, but are they projected to be eventually making money here? Oh yeah, I mean, you look at I mean, at one point Palo Alto was losing money, 
right? Yeah. At one point, ServiceNow was losing money. Uh, so there's plenty of techs. I, I, I bet if you were to look, I bet they've been cash flow positive for some time. They have a great balance sheet. So uh, if, if you want earnings, that's a tougher thing because stocks with the low PEs are probably the stocks I'd avoid, frankly. Those right? crowded trades there. Yeah, that's I, I almost think the dangerous stock. It's like the 2008 trade. I remember people were buying stocks with low PEs, and a lot of those stocks ended up having to declare bankruptcy. So, so you know, and that wasn't tech. Tech had the best balance sheets in 2008. Tech has the best balance sheets today. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd use earnings, but here's what I said. There, there were stocks that were trading on, let's call it 15 to 17 to even 30 times forward price to sales. Okay. That was literally eight months ago. Yeah, you, you you have stocks that were, and then the better valued stuff was sort of in that nine to fifteen range. You have stuff that was trading twelve times sales that's trading three times sales now. So so tech M and A usually kind of again I, I'm I'm broadly broadly generalizing because everything's different calibrated for growth and whatnot. But tech M and A generally comes in around ten x, ten to eleven x, right? So. If I if I can buy stocks at two two to three times sales, uh, especially if the businesses are growing 20, 30, or even 40%, you know, I'm get, I'm getting prices actually that are heavily discounted versus 2016 tech prices. And if you recall, in 2016, everybody thought the market was going to be crappy for a long time. You know, once the Fed basically blinked, tech took off. And and tech really led the market for the better part of four or five years. Should we wait for the Fed to blank or should we that well now? That is your that's your million dollar question. Uh, you tell me. Because <laughs> okay, how many fifties do we have? If you if you can tell me with certainty that the Fed after they do two fifties, that's already a huge mistake, then you probably should be buying tech now. If if they have to do four fifties, then we then I'm wrong, and we don't have three months to buy stocks around really good, cheap, low prices like we have today. We might have another six months to buy them. So if we have four fifties, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time believing stuff at two times, two two or three times sales though, is going to go to one time sales. But it, it might not go up much. And holding stocks that are already beaten up to the tune of 80, 85 percent. Again, I almost think you got to take away the all the this whole talk about oh, a stock is down, blah, blah, from all-time highs. First of all, who, who bought the stock at all-time highs? I didn't buy anything at all-time highs. But, you know, I think you almost have to chop a stock in half and say, look, Fastly at 130 was crazy. So if you bought it there, you're going to lose a ton of money. So, you know, what, what's something reasonable that somebody could have made a mistake and bought it? Okay, 55 to 75, it's still off massively from 55 bucks, yeah. right? So hey Sean, I, I want to hop in yeah. here. I want to hop in here. Oh, uh, I was going to give him three more names. Oh, I want three more names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Back in your cage. Uh, so this is <laughs> Sean. Sean, you wanted you wanted to come on today. You called me yesterday. When Sean texts you and says, "Give me a call," you got to block off like 15, 20 minutes, a half hour, right? At least. So I called him, and you made a call. Yeah. Uh, you flat out made a call. I said and Facebook said was going to be Facebook good. Nobody thought is, it was going to be. Yeah. But you said you thought that was going to kickstock the market and that you were uh, kind well, of spiny bullish and that you were kind of calling a turn here. So yeah. is this, you know, we got the spike off the Facebook and then now we're getting a little pullback here. I yeah. Mean, so so let's talk about six months. I mean, what 
I want to know what to do like today because you were so bullish sure. yesterday. Is that rally uh, over? Well, you're mischaracterizing, but 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 you you got the story mostly right. So I do think we could get a window. I think we'll have so so you know what we did like when the market went went up for about two two three weeks for four weeks ago or something from the from the March lows we had a pretty good we had a risk on trade again. It didn't last real long. I think it was eight trading sessions basically. Right. I, I think we could have one of those again. So when I specifically called, said text, the, Na the NASDAQ had gone from, I think, plus 150 to red. I'm like, oh, man, this, 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 I, I, so I texted you and I said, hey, if Facebook, if Facebook is good, which nobody expects, I, I think we're going to get a turn in the market. So I do. I don't know. Do we have our typical thousand points to 1200 okay. NASDAQ up? And then you got to sell everything again? We could. But okay. I, so I would say, though, I would look for things that probably are not up in the pre-market, but had made strong moves that last time, like a firm. A firm went 27 to 50, okay? Yesterday, what was the low? 20, probably low 28s. Something like that could move. Uh, by the way, I think Lending Club actually had surprise. I barely look at that. I think they had a decent report. Um, you know, something like a SoFi might work for a couple points. Okay. Something like, uh, but but that that's not what I was talking to Dennis about. Although I, so far, right. I'll a let great you go back to the accumulator. other. I'll let you give. But me no, the I other, do think we have a, to answer your question. I think we have a window. I think I think we got way overly pessimistic again, uh, and, and we'll see. I think I think the GDP just come in. Somebody pinged me. The GDP just come in negative for Q1. Yeah, it came in bad. So that's okay. That's All right, good. one more thing, and then I'll let you yeah. give a couple other stocks. Sure. Why do you think Twitter's trading such a discount to um to the takeout price? Great question. I'd love to know. Well, I think the biggest reason is it's not it's completely funded by us one person and what looks like uh, margin loans. Now, I'm sure he has the financial capacity to cover it, and uh. And, and if he ever IPOs SpaceX, he'll have another huge uh, pool of money to deal with. By the way, he did he did just get partially monetized. There was a private funding round on Facebook with our SpaceX, which valued it at 100 billion. So so Musk probably has a little more money than people think, but he's basically funding a 40 some million dollars. You know billion why? I, you know why I think? You know why I think it's uh why it's trading at such you, a discount? You tell me. You tell me. I'm hearing rumblings that uh, shareholders are going to turn down the vote. I I would say there's fairly good odds of that. I I mean, why if, would they if, sell out? He, no this way. this company is so underperformed, and why should they sell out to Elon Musk at fifty four twenty when this no should way. be a twenty thirty billion dollar company? Um. Well, you if you if you sell out, you're getting nothing. So you, exactly. you if if he turns it into a hundred billion dollar company. Nobody's going to benefit from nothing. it. Yeah, no. you 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 have a choice. You can vote no, or you can take fifty four bucks. I guess I guess the reason you would you would vote yes is you just think the stock's going to go back to thirty or thirty one. I I mean they just reported the results were okay. Uh, I actually think Twitter had a lot of good things going for it. I mean Twitter would have gotten back to fifty on its own just whenever the market gets out of the crash mode. Like a a, a moderate bull market gets Twitter back to fifty to fifty five anyway. So, I mean, Twitter was not an overvalued stock, unlike Fastly, unlike Net, unlike insert 100 stocks that were massively overvalued a year ago. 
Tw- Twitter was not really one of them. So All right. hey, I got. I'm gonna let you stay yeah, out, yeah. these guys, and give a couple more stock picks. But I wanna, you know, I wanna have you out here this summer, man. Yeah, but but anyway, you golf. take 54 because you're worried it's never gonna see 54. We're gonna play again. some golf. We're gonna do some market education. Yeah, you're coming out here Let's this summer. It. Let's okay. do it. All right, I'll All check right. in with you guys. Later All right, on. Sean, All right. we we, we got to bring on our next guest. So we we, we got to hop. We got to get the two sure. stocks. Who's going to give us? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you a All chance. Right. So, so this is Dennis. Here's a combo of one that might, should work better long term, but short term, Pinterest could have some follow through. And I almost wanted your read on Pinterest actually, because I actually think this is a case. The stock has basically delivered two quarters in a row after being decimated with expectations, frankly, that they were going to blow the with the quarter, two quarters in a row, and they've actually delivered. So you tell me, but I think this could this could actually have decent extension. I wouldn't be surprised to see Twitter go to 28 to 30 in the next few weeks. What What do you think? Wait, 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 wait. Pinch. Pins, pins, pins. Oh, you scare me. You scare my me wife now. indicator tells me no because she used to be on Pinterest all the time. Now she's on TikTok. So I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of Pinterest. Okay. So I like your Fastly. I don't really like your Pinterest so much. What's your next one? Because we don't have any time. I want to know the next uh, one. I got fast I'm, I'm gonna, down. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a firm. So, oh. <laughs> oh, of course. So so by the way, this is a great. I mean, I I got a great trade on this recently. Uh, I got stopped. I got stopped out of it, but it was a trailing stop, which is great to get stopped out of, right? Yeah. When you have gains, you insert trailing stops. You move them up, you get stopped out. Yeah. A firm. So here's the thing that most people probably don't understand about a firm. And you could probably throw SoFi in and some of these other things. If we actually go into a recession, does a firm's TAM, total addressable market, go up or down? It actually goes up, right? So so people don't get it. But what was SoFi's whole business built on? Debt consolidation loans. It would, why, were people, why do people need debt consolidation loans? Because they have too much debt and they don't have the income to pay it off, okay? So if we actually do, if the Fed puts us into a recession – which nobody wanted me to talk. Nobody wanted to talk to me about that six months ago. Now everybody's like in the camp that that's going to happen. But if that happens, the TAMs for these companies that do debt consolidation and, and alternative payment methods and things, the TAM increases hugely. It doesn't decrease. Look at Square. Look at Square in 2016. Everybody hated it. That's I'm just going to end my affirm long-term investment discussion. If you don't think a firm is as good as Square in 2016 then you need to keep researching the stock would you buy square here i i I have traded square i did buy square around the the march lows again that good trade i don't i don't have it today you know that that if if paypal really hooks in i actually think square would go up more than paypal all right we 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 gotta hop we gotta hop sean you know okay guys giving us picks i wish we had another 20 minutes with sean uh, we would never have enough time with sean but i gotta bring on our last guest of the day the einstein of wall street peter tuckman peter good morning Uh, what's up what's up there spencer a, a, a lot going on here today we were up across the board we've been leaking for a little bit with the weaker than expected gdp print but what is your take overall here we had a pretty rough go of it last week uh Pretty nice rally overnight. Uh, thoughts? You know what? I, I, I Look, I'm not going to read that much into the rally because we've seen this before. We've seen a couple of nights where after these big sell-offs, we did have a bit of a bounce. You know, we've seen intraday dead cat bounces. We've seen overnight dead cat bounces. 
whether tonight today is going to be a little different, it, I don't know yet. I mean, I don't know. Will is sort of my my mantra of the last couple of weeks because the market activity and the action has been a- a- extraordinary, right? We've seen you know uh, uh, sort of irrational uh, uh, euphoria and then complete decimation. You know, the emotion on the upside and the downside feels like okay, I got a fear of missing out. I got to get in. The bottom is done. The bottom is all locked in. And then, you know, two o'clock and the sentiment all changes and suddenly we're selling off into the close and it's quite severe. So uh, the market is baffling to me. It's it's it sort of caught me. It catches me off guard on any, on any given moment. Um, you know, um, the sell-offs over the last couple of days felt a little bit different than some others. It really felt like a big, large swath of of pain and, 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 and liquidation in a lot of ways. I don't call it a crash. You know, I call it sort of a rotation in a lot of ways. But I do feel anxiety within the marketplace for sure. What about, I, I know we're still in the thick of it here, but what is your sense on the the quality of the earnings thus far? You know what, Spencer, I have absolutely no um okay faith in i don't i don't i have no faith in earnings and the reason i say that is because of sort of the the way that the whole process has worked itself into the marketplace where people lower their expectations you know uh, to uh to facilitate some sort of a positive result when it does in fact come out but luckily you have to realize i'm a price action guy Right. I am a firm believer in never trading stocks in anticipation of earnings. And I think that my my premise has been borne out by the reaction, by the way stocks act when earnings come out. You can have a stock blow out on all fronts on guidance and earnings and go down one hundred and twenty three dollars. Look at Google. You can have a stock that misses and goes up. So it's a I mean, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it, it, it means that, look, that there are people out there with big plays on both sides. There are people out there with big opinions on both sides. People are hedging themselves up, option plays involved. I mean, can you explain that to me? You know, I mean, I- Yeah, I I mean, I I used to think that good earnings report meant stock goes higher, bad means stock goes lower. And that, and I don't know if, if, if that used to be the case or if I was just wrong, but it it very- No, it used to be the case. And now what's happening now in your eyes? it's all about it's, it's all about sentiment. It, it, it's all about sentiment. The market will find a reason to just people will find a reason to justify what the stock does. What the company says in its earnings report and what the stock does are very often two completely different things. And trying to square that circle can be really challenging. People ask me us every single day. Oh, so and so on earnings. Why is it up? Why is it down? A, a lot of times, I don't know. <laughs> You know what, buddy? I, I love that. And I don't know is the greatest answer ever. Let's look at tomorrow, yesterday or the last couple of days. The, the examples are just they're just like mind blowing. Right. Yeah. You saw, look, Facebook, they knocked the living shit out of it. Look, whatever the yeah. earnings projections were, they knocked the shit out of it. They beat. Now, think about all those people who were selling the crap out of it in anticipation of what they thought. They were selling it because they had an opinion. Earnings come out, they blow it up. People had an opinion all day long. CNBC and the other and the other uh, 
media outlets were talking about uh, Microsoft and Google up 30% projected earnings, la, la, la. Yeah. And they did post out good earnings. And the stock went down 123 points. It is absolutely meaningless. We've seen it. And you and I have talked about it over and over and over again. That day that the Fed finally announced about the taper and the interest rate raises for the first time. And that two o'clock, the market went up a thousand points. There's nothing to say in any economic cookbook that says when you're talking about two majorly bearish signals coming into a marketplace, that the market should do nothing but go down. And this market went up a thousand points. So I've thrown out the terminology bear, bull, kangaroo. I've thrown out the anticipation and trading earnings uh, because they think it's going to go, that they, they're going to be good in guidance because at the end of the day, it's meaningless. It's about perception price action and what the guys with the big fingers hitting those buttons i call it gorillas in pajamas hitting buttons people who don't have an edge but have an opinion and who are selling and buying big stock in a market where sometimes the liquidity is just it, it, it can be thin it can be wild it can be movement look at the action in the spy yesterday look at the action in the spy this morning right look at the action yesterday pre-market Look at what the market did yesterday from 9.30 until 2 o'clock. We're talking about four 500-point ranges. A range used to be a 50-cent range. A range <laughs> is something that's bound by boundaries, right, within a sort of limited uh, uh, viewpoint. 500-point range five different times in a day from 9.30 to 2 o'clock. That is mind-boggling. I hear you. All right. Peter's fired up. We're fired up. Peter Tuckman, Wall Street Global Trading Academy. Link in the description. Technical Peter. analysis, Spencer. That's it. It's the only defense against this friggin' madness, brother. That's it. Peter, have a good one. Whoo, he's fired up today. All right, we got to hop. Before I go, though, I just I do want to mention that we are two weeks out from the FinTwit conference. It is, it, is, it is around the corner, two weeks away. Use that link and discount code on the screen right there. I will be there. Uh, Nick Shaheen will be there. Uh, who else? Jake Wojcik from Trendspotter will be there. Go on that website. Look at the agenda. It's stacked. Two full days of trading education in Vegas, May 13th and 14th. Use the code BZYouTube20 to get 20% off your ticket. Do it. Seriously. If you haven't already, do it. All right. We got to hop because live trading has already started. Mitch, Ryan, and Zunaid. So going to end the show. Send you guys over there. Smash that like button. I'll catch you guys later. Good luck at the open. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.